Hi, I'm Robert. I'm Jeff. Jared. This is what we really thought of Django Unchained and the Miserables. So, Django Unchained is <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's seventh uh, directorial job. He's written directed previously Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards. And now Django. Django. Unchained. The Django. The Django. The Django. It's ja the D is silent, D is silent. Billy. <laughs> so it's uh, Django Unchained is about a slave named Django who is freed by a bounty hunter. They help each other dentist. in exchange for <laughs> collecting bounties and Django uh, gets help in retrieving his slave wife from her new owner. Sounds it's, wrong when he's a slave wife. Wife who happens to also be a slave. It's a action slash comedy slash drama slash everything. It's, it's a awesome. Quentin Tarantino movie. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's all it you need to know. It should have its own genre. <laughs> it has its own category. I think it's my favorite of my of, of out of his movies. I enjoyed it immensely. There are some, a couple of ticks that he repeats, we can just keep going straight. I'm going right. Alright. Don't be a side seat driver, Robert. I'm just saying, he has the option. Yeah. Sometimes yes, you forget. Yes, you tell me every time. He has the option, yeah. and he didn't take it. <laughs> he Free took, will, man. He took the road more traveled. Yes. Sure, that's how you want to look at it. Uh... Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought the drama was good. I, he he yes. repeated a couple of, um, I would say, editing ticks here and there couple moves that were affected the first time and used them a couple more times so he noticed it more. Mm. Thought the soundtrack was good. The actors are all well cast. There's nobody who sticks out as nope. not belonging. Nope. I am sort of interested in visiting the alternate <clears throat> universe where his first choice went through. Yeah. Will Smith was first choice for Django. Really? And Will Smith... Uh, I think it's better this Was way. considering it, but he wanted his own, his pet screenwriter to rewrite it. Yes, exactly. And nobody rewrites a Tarantino movie. Because he's So he, he went down the line to Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I think Jamie Foxx did a good job. Exactly. Jamie Foxx was less distracting, I think, than Will would have been. Yeah. Especially towards the end where it seems a little bit like, oh, that's what Wild Wild West could have been. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, like, and like, I don't know, I think... Jamie Fox, this this could just be my opinion. Like, I think I think it is just because knowing like Will, the Will Smith we have now, I doubt this movie would have came out come out uh, as good as it did with Will Smith in the role as mm -hmm. Jamie Fox because Jamie Fox just is fantastic in the role. Yeah, and he kind of and he you know he throws his all behind the character to the point where you're not thinking of him. As, you you would have thought of Will Smith as just Will Smith, Will Smith the whole being time a slave. Watching, yeah, watching the movie. In this, you're not thinking of oh that's Jamie Fox the whole time. You're, yeah, he is Django. Mm -hmm. You know he's just kind of he, he, he becomes the character in, in in so much, and I doubt we would have gotten that with Will Smith. Agreed. So you liked it? Yes, I, I liked it. Oh yes, I loved it. It was fantastic. Loved, love, love that movie. 
Yeah, that's definitely, like, I have not seen all of Tarantino's films, so I'm not going to, like... I haven't either. ...jump to conclusions or anything like that. But I will say, of the ones I've seen, that was definitely my favorite. And I will go so far as to say that was probably my favorite movie I have seen all year. In a year We're of We're going to talk about that eventually. Yeah, not in, today. In a year of movies that has been, like, insane on how many, like good movies there, there have come That's what I was thinking year. in the middle of it. I was like, we've had some really good movies this, yeah. at least in the last couple and months like, at the I very least. I can't even remember all of them in one sitting most of the time. Yeah. You know, like, I keep remembering other good movies, but like, of all the movies I saw, and I loved a lot of movies, like, this was probably my favorite. You know, I kept seeing that, you know, on the, the year end list, I kept seeing Django pop up near, like, at least in the top five on a lot of, like, year end lists. And I completely understand why. Mm -hmm. That movie was like fantastic. That was an awesome cap to the year. So there I are. couldn't I couldn't I could not recommend that movie more. Yeah, the writing is excellent, the direction is excellent, yeah, the music selection, casting, choreography on the action sequences, yeah. the performances. I mean Christoph Waltz who Tarantino basically handed him an Oscar for <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Yep. He played Colonel Landa. Mm -hmm. 180 here. I mean, he's still German, but that's about all they have in common. Yeah. He's German, and he has charisma, and that's about all he has in common with that other character. Yeah, and a beard. <laughs> like, uh, it took me halfway through the movie, I was like, to place him. man seems so familiar. Yeah, like, where the hell is he? Oh! Uh -huh. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he and was excellent. If it weren't for Lincoln, he may have gotten another one. I mean, it's yeah. mm -hmm. right now he submitted as a lead actor, and so Jamie Foxx. So yeah. right yeah. now the nominations are on like a week and a half. But I don't know I'm guessing be it'd be down to Jamie Foxx, uh, Christoph Waltz, and Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln. Not Daniel Day Lewis, just Lincoln. Just Lincoln. Lincoln. He is Lincoln. There, there is, yeah, there's no actor. He's just, just Lincoln. Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln could, as himself. He could go on. He could go on just being Lincoln now, yeah. forever, if he chose to. <laughs> <laughs> he could get away with it. Uh, I mean, the the only weak points I, I thought were again there are a couple of ticks he repeated. There are a couple of threads that didn't detract, but it seemed like they were going somewhere else, but didn't... Yeah, there are like a couple it. of shots of certain characters and yeah. and prominent actors cast in certain roles that lead you to believe there may be more to it, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Apparently he was cutting up till like a couple weeks before release, so there, he could have shot something and just dropped it by the end. Yeah. Who knows? It'll pop up on the DVD. I'm sure he doesn't. He doesn't hold back his deleted scenes. He puts all of them on his home releases. So we'll Definitely we'll find out if Walton Goggins had 20 minutes that yeah. wasn't used. Considering considering his placement in the credits. <laughs> yeah, he's fourth build, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then he he's right. He's like, like right after Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, or so. <laughs> shows up for like a whole of like three scenes. He has ten lines. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio, what did you think of that? This is his first uh, villainous role. I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> he was he was probably my favorite character. Um, 
that's hard to that's hard to say too because like there were such a ton of just really good characters. But, like I think he was the one that I just I couldn't get over the most just because of how rich a character he was like mm -hmm. on screen. I, I couldn't get over it. You know, he was a it, incredibly well written character and incredibly well casted character and a very well acted character <laughs> just like all around. He was fantastic. What Jaren said. Yeah. Ditto. I liked him playing against type. I, I thought I yeah. thought that worked. That was it the worked what? it worked very well. Him playing against type, I thought yeah. that worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it didn't feel like him playing against type specifically as much as it just felt like he was the villain. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It it definitely worked in this instance. And I enjoyed the tidbit that you told me, Robert, that that he actually cut his hand on set by accident and then just worked it in. Yeah, they kept rolling. Yeah. He didn't stop. So there's like a whole five minutes that keeps going, and by the end, his hand is covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, it was and everywhere. He smears like, it on an actress's face. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's a really yeah. good, like, yeah. so that, that adds yeah. to the scene knowing that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but like, now you have to accept that. It's like, that's like, a really good makeup that. work. Yeah, oh, no, wait. <laughs> you have to accept now watching that. They watched him bleed for five minutes, and then he rubbed, he it, rubbed on it on her face. face. And she just had to. And roll she freaked it. out. <laughs> that might have been genuine freak out. Yeah, that would have been like, holy shit, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I hope he doesn't have diseases. <laughs> I want to see that scene again now. That I know that. I'm, I'm still trying to, to figure out how he cut it, because I didn't see like, any glass. I think he smashed his hand up against a, a, a glass or it's a fork. Or a, or like I think a, the, a knife or a plate or something on the table. That or on like the skull piece that he was carrying around. Could or be. there was a saw. That's true. Did, maybe he hit yeah, his hand on the saw. Could be. Could be. Because I, I, I even thought it was like usually if they go through that much trouble to put blood on a guy's hand that you know they would show they would him. Show it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it just sort of showed up. I'm like, how did the? I guess he hit his hand on the table. But <laughs> that's all. <laughs> he's just that. He's just that cool. Mm -hmm. Highly recommended. Yes. Go see it. Just <laughs> go see it. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stop listening now and go see the movie. If you weren't listening. <laughs> I can't see listening. out my eye holes. That's <laughs> <laughs> made it worse. <laughs> I, now, I th I'm not pointing their fingers. I, I just think it was a good idea. <laughs> we should. The hoods were a good idea. Try about next well, time. Not pointing any fingers. <laughs> Screw you guys, I was going home. <laughs> it was pretty much it. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed that. I think the reason why I think the reason why this was particularly one of my favorites is because like Tarantino obviously has some quirks about him, some stuff he really likes doing that crop up in a lot of his films. And in this movie, all of them worked like wonderfully with the movie. Yeah. Not that they don't work before, but like it was just awesome how well they worked. Like, all of the music cues, you know, him, you know, pulling from, you know, just just, just music, just in general, like, copyrighted music. You know, all of the musical beats hit. Uh, his, uh, his, you know, his penchant for gore and blood and stuff. Um, it was a little distracting every now and then, but it always fit really well with the seemingly seemingly realistic depiction of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, it was weird. It was a very surreal atmosphere and yet it was very brutal and and, and real.
realistic. You know, it, it, it walked that line incredibly well. You know, and then of course, just like all of the little camera stuff and, and thing, it, it, every moment just worked incredibly well. So I think that might have been why it was my favorite because all of his little little ticks just—it seemed like he had, he he finally hit the sweet spot with everything. You know, definitely. Go see it. Uh, the next film we saw was Les Miserables. Les Mis. The Miserables. The Miserables. The Miserables. Sounds like a like a second. The Miserables next week on the CW. Exactly. The Miserables. On TBS. Funny. No, it's very funny. Very funny. Will her daughter die diseased, hungry, in a gutter? Find out. Find out. The Miserables. TBS. Very funny. So. This Les Mis is an adaptation of a long-running Broadway musical adapted from a Victor Hugo novel. It sort of follows character Jean Valjean over a... Long time. Several-year span. What was it, like And some 20? other characters. It was like 17, was 17, 18. Well, I guess the kid has to grow up. Yeah. So well, it's well, close to it's, 20. It's, you can round it, I yeah. guess. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like eight years, and then the kid is like five, so like, yeah, and then, yeah, it's, uh, 20-ish. A several-year span over Jean Valjean, played by Hugh Jackman, <laughs> starts out as a prisoner, slavish, uh, slavish Sir, prisoner, in, indentured prisoner. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he stole a loaf of bread and tried to escape, so he's 20 years in slavery. He's <laughs> a dangerous criminal. Uh, he... And they all sing. About stuff. Everything. They about, no, they don't sing about stuff. They sing about everything. Which is stuff. Yes. Include stuff. That's true. Include <laughs> stuff. Uh, I went first last time. Why don't you guys go? It was long. It was. That's my first impression. It's it two was, hours I, and forty minutes. It was. Yeah, it was shorter was, than Django. I, I. I went in knowing nothing of the story. I knew one or two of the songs just from pop culture, and I knew Jean Valjean was the main character just because I knew the name. Um, I very much enjoyed the first third, um, and then it lost me. I felt like, I'd, I don't know if this is a critique of the movie or the story, but I felt like it lost its focus about halfway through. And like, what wait, what is this story about they anymore? they jump to adults, to the when, Once to it France, tried to throw in the whole revolution thing, it was, it was like, okay, here are a bunch of these teenagers that are starting the revolution, and we're showing it like you're supposed to care about these characters. I think that's Jaren, do you have any previous experience with the... Not really. I basically knew about as much as Jeff did. You know, maybe yeah. a little more, maybe a little less in some areas, but... Like, I, honestly, I got really invested in the mother story. What's her face? Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fontaine. Fontaine. Yeah, I was most interested in her. And then she dies. Spoiler. Well, not really a spoiler. It happens 30 minutes in. I don't think that... But, I don't think your reaction to it is a failing of, of, the, of the musical itself. Uh, or yeah. the story itself. Because it's supposed to be this big 
awe-inspiring, wide-sweeping epic that in, like encompasses all of this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's more a failing of the movie because there's just so much yeah. that goes on over the course of this story that yeah. it's damn near impossible to fully fit it all into the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> overall, overall epic not focusing on one thing. I, it was, it was, it was, it was, the story, I mean, the, 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 the story and the musical itself, I'm not exactly sure 100% how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. it. It wasn't bad. No, um, not at all. It was definitely, but like to call it okay, it kind of seems like a damning of the musical itself. When really I'm just talking about this music, this movie adaptation. It wasn't necessarily bad, but like, I completely understand, you know, like Jeff's reaction to it, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, I was I was a, a, maybe a bit more swept up in it, but it did feel really long near the end. Like you had to you had to actually oh, oh. tell me that uh, Django was actually longer runtime than that than the Les Mis was. Mm. You know, and I think the main reason I felt like that is just because. But yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was good. Um, just... I like I said, I was really invested in the characters in the first half. Mm-hmm. I really was, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's it, and it's it, it's it's well acted too. Like, mm-hmm. I I I think I liked everybody. You know, there was a lot of characters and a lot of people, um, but the, but the ones that stood out, you know, as like the main ones, I, I I think I enjoyed everyone. I definitely enjoyed Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Yeah, I thought Jackman's he was, Creed. He was he was he was he was, he was, he was definitely very good, and but. I don't know. I guess I guess I just couldn't get completely as swept up in it. I don't so know if it was the story have. or you were I, both okay on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I was I was gonna say this to Robert about uh, like the final act, but it seemed like one act more. All of the all of the male characters, like I was really like at the end, I really needed a good bass singer or a good tenor because I yeah. felt like all the male characters were singing too high. They're all singing. I think the closest was Crow. He was the lowest, yeah. but he was but, but doing completely still. different style from everybody else, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was distracting. Though still, I, I... I think I noticed it about the time where we meet all the revolutionaries, and it's, you know, I think the it's teenagers, about, yeah, and it's that's about more the time understandable. Jackman's been singing in tenor the whole time, and you start realizing that he doesn't sound bad, but he sounds a little strained because, like, it's clear that he his voice doesn't necessarily go up there all of the time. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds a little funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely hear what you're talking about, where there was very little uh, baritone in most yeah, of Yeah, baritone. Most of yeah, I needed a baritone. In most of that scoring. I'm wondering how much was left, was left. I, I know they left out they left out one song. They only left out one song. I'm just wondering if there's some other dialogue that was left out or anything. But I I know they dropped one song, which I guess when John Valjean goes in the sewers or something. At least I'm guessing that's what the placement is based on the thing. But okay. Borat is singing while he's stripping the corpses. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like another yeah. point hammered home. Like uh, these are the only people who really benefit from anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think they shuffled around a couple of the songs. That's as far as I know what they changed. But 
What I got from Think, I I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I thought I, I thought yeah, some of the songs. I got that impression sitting next to you. <laughs> I thought some of the songs were catchier. I could appreciate some of them. Like one day more. I like that. Yeah. I like I like the. I think they pioneered it. I'm not sure, but or at least they're the biggest example of the the joining together of everyone's song. Yeah. Song. Yeah. Considering that's what the whole musical is, it's literally just the same theme. Kind of recycled. Yeah, everyone kind of has their same theme, and you, then you do variations on that theme throughout yeah, the whole movie. Some of it was the style, some of it I think was the content itself. Yeah. What I got from it was, even though it was long, and I was really feeling it at the end there, was that it, and there were things that happened, I just didn't feel any of it. Like, it didn't, yeah. they didn't stop to let anything breathe. I didn't, I didn't get anything. The character that was most developed was Jean Valjean. He's the only one we really got to know yeah. anything about. Yeah. And he narrates that in the first minute when, he, you know, 19 years old, or first five minutes. That's yeah, exactly. that's the only thing we get to know about him. And uh, I didn't feel any of the others get developed. You know, and they even character. rush it because it's... And that yeah. may still be in the same musical, but like, one glance and they're absolutely in love. I mean, Romeo yeah, that, and Juliet spend more time together before they fell yeah, in love. Yeah, <laughs> that bugged me, and I, I, I kind of let it go just because, you know, that's kind of the style. And, yeah. like, a, a lot of musicals do that, and I guess it's time constraint. You know, if we, if we spent another 15 minutes developing a love story... You know. And Javert is obsessed with Jean Valjean, but we don't know why. Yeah, we he never, never really got that. sings anything about it at all. We never share any looks between them nope. that try and develop that. Nothing at all. It's just... And it rushes through, too. So that, that doesn't help either, because yeah. we knew Fontaine for less than 10 minutes. She's in it for less than 10 minutes. Yeah. It goes straight through everything we know. We, we go straight through a plot line. She's introduced, we follow her, and she's done. And then yeah. we go back to you, Jack. That's, exactly. that's, that's how we get it. Exactly. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like it's a long-running subplot. It's just introduced, dealt with. That's, no. yeah, that's exactly. it. Exactly. I think that's why so I think that's it, why it I doesn't breathe. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't breathe. Then there was the technical aspects of it which there were, I would say, less than, out of thousands of shots, I'd say there were less than ten that were steady, still camera shots. Yeah, I know. And I think every third still. was a Dutch angle. I thought I was in Battlefield Earth or yeah. Thor what's for a, a minute. What's yep. a Dutch angle? That's where they tilted. Oh, okay. Like Thor. You know, Remember yeah. Thor? Yeah. Where every other angle, it was tilted. I, I normally don't pick up on those things. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, it's and the camera was constantly moving. Yeah, you know, I I just would have. It helps with the scope if you zoom out and you can appreciate the setting and the other people and all the stuff they paid for. Instead, it's just lots of tight close-ups with the camera moving around or slanted. But that's the thing about the movie itself. There's so much going on in it, and there's so much to talk about and to show that there was like no time to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if the movie had had actually narrowed its focus and not tried to include fucking everything, yeah. it might have been a more successful movie itself. But that's what I is, felt. Like if they cut out at least like one storyline and concentrated it a bit more, it would have been much more invested. The fact is, I mean, they did have songs with like just one or two people. They could have kept the camera still for that or concentrate the adding cinematography or whatever on that. You know, but just then you start walking the line of 
it actually being a musical movie or just showing the fucking musical. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's 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 where it's getting to where I felt like maybe they were trying to make it way too cinematic it's, and way too much of a movie. It felt like the guy was trying to imitate Baz Luhrmann, the guy who did Moulin Rouge and mm-hmm. Romeo plus mm-hmm. Juliet in the new Great Gatsby. Yes. I felt like he's trying to knock off his directing style because there's always that. movements. There's always. I did not. I would not recommend. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm not going to necessarily damn the thing because it's not necessarily bad. Uh, I didn't enjoy the thing from beginning to end all the way, but like, I'm not going to necessarily damn the movie either. I'm not going to recommend it. But I'm not going to like say like don't go see it because like you already know whether or not you kind of want to go see it. Yeah. You know the crowd that we watched it with was significantly older than we were. Yeah. So it's definitely like a your parents date movie type thing. You know, and it was I'm a change sure, from Django. I'm sure it was yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was perfectly fine for them, so I'm not definitely not gonna damn the movie. So I mean if like I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought it could have been better. Like if if you like Les Mis already, go see it. If you like musicals, I'd recommend seeing it. But if you're like, I'm gonna go see a musical because that sounds like a fun thing to do. No, stay home. Well, yeah, don't go see the. Lemis <laughs> <laughs> is not going to be quote unquote fun time. Lemis is not a good starter musical. Regard- <laughs> regardless, you know, regardless of this adaptation, like mm-hmm. if you're going to have a fun, fun festive time at the musicals. Lemis <laughs> is probably not the one you're gonna go see. Yeah. Like, I thought the acting was good. Mm-hmm. I I connected with every emotion that they were giving. I just felt like I wasn't experiencing it with them because, you know, there wasn't enough, um, you know, it was they were just going over everything, it seemed Yeah, like. there wasn't enough time Jen to stop. Tess, is that I, I, bad weather, I'm going the main road. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't enough time to, to stop and experience it or take it in, just like Robert said. There wasn't enough time to breathe, yeah. the stories to breathe. We just moved on right to the next part. You yeah. know, the only, the like, only like the inspector, what's his oh, face? Sure. He, he, he I suddenly, sort of felt like it was a one... suicide. And, <laughs> oh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> because of how quick the thing was, I kind of felt like it was... Someone trying to do a one take movie, so yeah. that's that's just how the 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 pacing oh felt for some yeah. reason. And it doesn't work that way. At least I don't think it. I don't, I don't think it should. Like but I don't know. Maybe maybe that's how the musical works more. Yeah, maybe. Like I kind of forgave the whole. We're not really explaining why he has this, you know, huge thing about finding him. I was willing to overlook that. <laughs> oh but then God. he his that explanation was... is, I owe. I'm in debt to a man who stole a loaf of bread. I can't well, live in this world. His resolve had been shaken. He right. had an ironclad resolve that if you were a, if you had done anything wrong, you were a criminal, you were evil, and you deserved and you deserved everything that was coming to oh, you. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. They did explain his obsession with one line uh-huh. where he mentions he was born in a prison or slum exactly. or something. He was born there, so he understands. That's why his will is ironclad. Well, I kind of understand why he was ironclad, but why go after this one person who stole a loaf of bread and went out on his parole? I don't know. <laughs> that must have been some fucking bread. Because he got, like, 20 <laughs> years for it. 
Well, it was five for the stealing something, uh-huh. and like, fifteen I, I, for trying to yeah, run away yeah, or something. I get it. Yeah. I, I, I get it. It was a different time. It just yeah. I couldn't get over my my twenty first century sensibilities. Couldn't get over the whole. He got twenty years for stealing all over bread for like yeah. his sister's kid. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, and then like we get a little bit later on, and they're still talking about the bread. I don't know. I won't lie. My, the most entertaining part of the movie for me was fucking Russell Crowe, the world's greatest, France's, France's greatest inspector ever. <laughs> that can't catch a guy who literally left five minutes ago. Yeah. Has been in Paris or, or wherever that town is for nine years. Yeah. Can't find him, but a a, a, a poor girl finds finds him in uh, a day. Yeah, in a day. Yeah. A day. I, could, I could not get over that. I'm just like, oh my god, Russell Crowe. She should be France's greatest inspector. <laughs> and then like, and then he, and then like, Eponine. Okay, again, spoiler alerts, but then partway through the movie, he becomes the master of disguise. <laughs> yeah. Surely no one will, re- re- will hey, recognize Hey, the they call him out on that very quickly. Yeah. Surely yeah. no one will recognize the inspector if he walks into the crowd of revolutionaries who are like at least 20 or more years younger than he is and he just puts on a hat and a pin he's good <laughs> I was oh my god hey he's wearing a different jacket too <laughs> like I can kind of like I can let some of that go like you know living back you know in the 18th century or 19th century or whatever uh-huh. it was you didn't exactly have pictures of the inspector on every no, you know you, you kind of see him okay as a man in uniform with it, like the kid figured it out yeah <laughs> it, uh, oh, anyway man. well I had my fun who was your favorite or least favorite actor slash storyline um <laughs> like I like Jean Valjean and uh Hugh Jackman did a, did a good job uh I felt like, um, but honestly, my favorite character was the the, the prostitute mom, yeah. who died very quickly. I thought she did the best job her, singing and her, acting. Her Prosta mom. Prosta mom. Whatever her story, her name is. I mean, her story for for good reason, but her story did seem to be a microcosm of the movie. Like I understand you know, that. Like, yeah. We got the whole movie in the like 15 minutes she's around. Mm. Like we get it. You know, but then they go and hammer it in for like what, like the next two hours, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I do understand that. I think I, I think I already described my favorite character, so, you know, yeah, Russell Crowe is. But I think the character I attached to the most was actually, I thought that uh, the, the, the Ebony character was, yeah. was very interesting, at least as interesting as uh, Anne Hathaway's character was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of like, felt I, that, I, like, I she was I, only in the movie for, for like, the 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Exactly. And, like, I connected with her, and then she dies. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> it's I, like I, every character I, I connect I with, uh, you're dead. Eponine was the one ringer. She uh, played yeah, the same character on London or Broadway or oh, something. She? And she... They and pulled her straight very, out of it. It so. was very clear, too, because she yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, she did a great job. As, she blew everyone else away in the movie mm-hmm. for good reason. Like, like, uh, it, 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 I think that's part of the reason why I was, I was happy with, uh... The with producers the... were considering Taylor Swift. Oh, God, no. They were also considering Taylor Swift for the other have... one of that triangle. Oh, no, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. You can't have two, like, damsels in distress. One of them's got to seem like a little bit of a scrapper. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been way Ugh. too much. Like, wait, which one was the one that was Ugh. the daughter? Ugh. <laughs> That would have been terrible. Uh, 
that was part of the reason I, I, I enjoyed uh, uh, Hugh Jackman because like he was very good, mm -hmm. you know, and I knew he was a really good singer. Yeah, know, but he, he, he was it was. I, I I guess I was I enjoyed listening to him the whole time. You know what I mean? Unlike Russell Crowe, where it's like he wasn't bad, but like every, I don't know. Yeah. I, I apparently was the only one who had this impression. But like every time. Every time he sang, there were certain like lines he sang where it almost sounded like his diction made it sound like he was like how kind of like a deaf person talks. <laughs> I'm not like like totally he was fine. It was just like every now and then he'd like word something really weird, like he'd leave off some consonants. Yeah. Just like, wait, what? It's like why wait, do you sound like I that? know you know how to talk. And then why not mention his like rock star where he starts off and he's like, oh gravelly rock star, that was funny. <laughs> That was funny. And your 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 least favorite uh storyline. <laughs> least favorite? Storyline, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know Romance. Uh, romance for romance. me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well yeah, they did kind Because of... it wasn't developed plus it, the songs weren't as good as the That's true. Other ones. Yeah. Although her Well I I was I was it's it's one thing to say like okay they're in love and they they're thinking of each other, but he's like contemplating going to see this, leaving with this girl, mm -hmm. or doing the revolution, revolution, which I like pretty. helped create. <laughs> exactly. I helped create this revolution. People are oh you're pretty. Oh, oh, oh my dilemma. Well, that's just the power of love. Yeah. But it, it makes you forget your friends that have always been there for you. You know. <laughs> But then it, it, it's, including it's like, the, uh, including the girl who sacrifices herself for him, and you know, like, has been like madly in love with him, like her. And it seems life. like he's clearly aware at the end too of that. He's yeah. like, oh, if only I could heal you with my words. Yeah, which makes yeah. him all the more seem douchey. Yeah, yeah I didn't I don't like know if that anybody very else much. got that, but I'm like, yeah, you I didn't asshole. like it that much. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that. I, I couldn't help but feel, and that's probably part of the reason why I connected with her character more too, because it's so much easier to feel for. Her. Like you I, know, I guess he, I, it kind of felt like two musicals that got pushed together. I guess there's yeah. the whole Jean Valjean and you know, like taking care of the girl story and, the and escaping the the inspector dude, and then the whole revolution thing. I feel like the whole revolution thing could have been a whole separate story. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the uh, the comic relief kind of got on my nerve. After yeah, like Which I was I was okay Borat, with that in the middle. The Borat yeah. guy. Yeah, they yeah, it kept bringing Cohen him up. And and Mrs. Tim Burton. Yeah, Mrs. Tim Burton. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay with it the first time when you know it's like this is the world that the kids why lives they in. Keep cropping up. I do. It's yeah, just like after a while, after it could have just been the way that they were were being portrayed. They just kind of yeah. got really grating after a while. It's like mm -hmm. I get it. You're complete and utter bastards. <laughs> Especially, yep. at, I think it was at the end when I finally came to the conclusion that they had gotten annoying. Yeah. You know when they, you know when they show up and they're trying to basically extort. The, uh, Isn't that the, the point where the movie seemed to get annoyed too? They're like, "That is, the point. dude, I recognize you. I punch you in the face." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, I get it, movie. I get it. <laughs> it's a tale of redemption. I got it. Yeah. Anything else? Not that I can think of. In the movies, what we saw. What it is. I'm good. Okay, that's what we really thought. 
we have a blog. We're available on we iTunes. There's a Facebook page. The web address is wallsecret.boxbot.com. That's W-A-W-A-S-E-E group.boxbot.com. If you enjoyed this, please share friends, family, enemies, uh, pets, pets review on iTunes, or email links and such. Thanks for listening.